So this morning, actually, as I looked at the script, what it's supposed to say or what it says at the end of this scripture passage is, and then what happened? And so the idea was that we would invite then you all to tell the story back about what happened, and particularly in Matthew, I suppose. Though I realize as I'm sitting here, we've had all of these different scriptures, and it feels a bit like sometimes my brain feels, my ADHD brain, God love this beautiful ADHD brain, as I've been learning to to meditate and to really be still, how often I find with grace that those thoughts that keep popping up are just going to keep popping up and that's okay. It's great because I'm used to those thoughts popping up. And as we're reading scripture this morning, I felt a bit like those thoughts were popping up, right? As we're reading, I'm like, where are we coming from? We've got Matthew, then Luke, then Isaiah, then Samuel, all of these different things. And then I'm going to come in with Matthew, which we've spoken about already, to tell a story. And I realized that if I were to say, and then what happened, the response would be, it depends on what are you asking? Where are we coming from? Where are we? What happened? I don't know what happens. Is, is it shepherds show up? Because that's in Luke, yes. Is it, is it the Magi? That's in Matthew. Here we are. But what I get with all of this and all of this stirring is ultimately what we have here is all of these stories that are being told that proclaim of the ways in which God shows up in us, among us, with us, always. And that it comes down to these stories that we tell, because that's what these are, right? Scripture, all of these stories, these stories are people writing, trying to make sense of their understanding of the experience of the divine, not the other way around. God doesn't need to make sense of us. God doesn't need scripture to make sense of us. We need scripture to try to make sense of our story and our experience with the divine. So we have this lovely conversation that's happening of all these stories. And what I would offer to you today is hold these stories. We know these stories. We don't need to, we will continue to tell these stories back and forth to each other because that's what we do as people. But the thing I would invite you to take with you today is to know that ultimately it is about your story as well. That your story is here and that your story is alive here among us, within us here. So ultimately, these stories don't mean anything if they don't actually apply and connect to your own story of where God shows up alive in your life today. I've said often that I would have been terrible at Bible drill. Does anybody know what Bible drill is? So this is, I grew up in Texas and, and had a lot of, lot of interaction with Southern Baptists. My, my uncle is a Southern Baptist minister. And so my cousins did this thing growing up called Bible drill, where you basically come up and you'll say, a piece of scripture and then you have to flip through and find where it is right chapter it's like finding and I get anxiety even thinking about the memory of watching my cousin do this I would still to this day be terrible if you were to say where is the chapter and verse of this thing happens I would be terrible to say I don't know I think I have a general reference I certainly have an idea and I can get pretty close and certainly understand the different books enough at this point to be able to say this is where this exists But what I really have appreciated is that while I cannot identify particular chapter and verses, I can tell you where I saw this scripture living just last week. I can tell you about the conversation that I had two weeks ago with the, with the rich young ruler who was talking about his deep devotion to God. And yet when we started talking about money, he said, I don't know that I can do that. I can tell you where I have met the Syrophoenician woman from Mark again and again and again and again working with young people whose parents were trying to figure out how to live and to show up for them. Even to this day, I've spent years literally looking at the Syrophoenician woman, and I couldn't tell you specific verses, 
where I know the story, I know the chapter, I know enough to know there, but I know where she is living every day. And I think that's the whole point. That's the reason we have so many stories that tell so many different versions of this same story, right? We don't know of Jesus, we don't know where he was born, we don't know when he was born. This morning in my prayers, which actually are more like ongoing conversations with Jesus, where I'm just talking to him like he's sitting here in my living room. But this morning I laughed, I said, happy birthday, brother. And then I laughed and I was like, I know it's not really your birthday. And in my head I was like, maybe you were a Virgo. I was like, gosh, you were born in August. I don't even know, it's September. Right? And then I was like, but you were here, right? So then what do we do with this? What do we do with these stories in the middle of the winter? This one story in the middle of the winter, the other, we don't really specify when these other things happen. And I think that that's not the point, right? I think that's not the point to try to figure out how to make sense and proof text so that we can align all of these things to this one narrow idea of what we think God is doing in the world but that we actually begin to make room for the expansiveness of all that God has always been doing. Does that make sense? Because I think ultimately at the end of the day, it really does come down to understanding that this story, these stories are our story, that we are living scripture. We are living holiness, abundance, the presence of God within us. We are messy people. And I gotta tell you that none of the people, 99.8% of the people who are called do not look the part of what we say the person who is called by God is supposed to look. Most of them don't. Most, most, most of them don't. They're ordinary people. Complicated, messy, ordinary people. And they don't get cleaned up a lot of times. Complicated people in here, just like us. They're honest. They're present. They are there and they recognize. And God a lot of times has to make it abundantly clear how present God is with them. But God does that again and again. So all they do is keep showing up and living their story. So as you go out today, this Christmas story, also know that this story more than anything is not about something that happened 2,000 years ago. It is not about, it is, but it is about something that happened 10,000 years ago and 5,000 years ago and 1,000 years ago and 2,000 years ago and today. Because what Christmas is about is any time that love breaks forth in the midst of the madness, in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of the despair, in the midst of the abundant love, that it is the story. Any time we lean in to the abundant love that is, Christmas is. That God is, and we are, part of that. Honor your story, messy, complicated, beautiful story. And know that it is part of the abundant story of all that is. That you are holy, that you are loved, that you are held. Always. Amen.